0: Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Tuesday. I am your host, Cody Coster, With me from Chicago, Mr. John Spainhower. John, how are you?
0: Doing great, Cody. Just enjoying a fabulous summer afternoon here in Chicago where it is 73 degrees and sunny. No rain in the forecast, it seems like. No rain in the forecast unless your forecast starts on Friday. There you go. We'll see some rain in the forecast.
1: All right. Well, it is June 20th, about 1.15 central
0: time. GDT today, John,
1: zero across the board as a global index.
0: Yeah, you bet, Cody. And, uh, you know, if we just look at a 0.0 aggregate result by itself, um, it. it seems like that's a pretty blasé result. And then at the other side of things, if you look at what the expectations were coming in this auction, this is actually seen as somewhat of a positive result. And and i will be willing to uh, dig into that. But I think also as we get into the, the details a little bit, there are some other elements here that are a little bit on the, the negative side as well. So believe it or not, 0.0 gives us a lot to talk about today. Absolutely.
1: One of the biggest ones leading the way was butter. And from my side, looking at it, I think butter was the only higher price point today, correct?
0: Butter was 5.7% higher. Anhydrous milk fat was 0.6 higher. So butter wasn't the only higher one, but we can say the fat category itself was the only higher result. That is going to put butter in on this auction. It is going to leave... Butter on the GDT at 238. When you compare that to the US butter price of 235, we've had a transition take place here where the US butter no longer holds the pole position on international butter prices. We've had that pole position now uh, for at least eight months or so, where the US has held a significant premium to the rest of the world. That has narrowed quite a bit here over the course of the last. You know, a few months. That's mainly through New Zealand coming up and the U.S. butter price coming down a little bit. And here we are now. Again, we're making that transition. I don't think it's the most important transition in the world, but it does tell us that you know we are no longer the highest butter price in the world. As we transition into the cheese result today, it was a bit of a. I don't know how to say it. It's a bit of more of the same in here. Uh, we had some very big down drafts on the GDT cheese a few months ago, if you remember correctly, we were down 10% one auction and then down 10% the next auction. And then we probably spent the last two auctions going up two to three auctions going up five or 6% at a time. Only for this one to pull back a little bit at 2.9%. That's going to leave the New Zealand cheese price at about 206 on cheddar. When we compare that to the EU, the EU is at $1.94 ish on cheddar. And finally, the US, you know, south of $1.46 when we put our block barrel average together. So the US is by far the cheapest cheddar price in the world. And you'll notice I, I keep harping on cheddar. I think that is an important element to point out. However, I do believe that from an export point of um, differentiation, we would want to look at the mozzarella price that U.S., we, we, we do a lot of mozzarella exports, and when we're competing against Europe, we're, we're generally competing against their mozzarella price. You know, like I said, the EU cheddar price here is $1.94, while I would say that the EU mozzarella price was as low as $1. fifty and has gotten up to that one seventy ish area right now. So on a spot basis, there is some room for us to get some exports off here. So, Cody, that leaves us going to skim milk powder and whole milk powder. And when we dig into that, I think, yes, this is really where the more interesting part of this auction comes down to. Coming into the auction, there was an expectation that skim milk powder would be, you know, 2 to 3% higher. And in fact, we came in 3.2% lower. That's going to put the skim milk price at a dollar 21 on the GDT. The U.S. is today at a $1. dollar 15.50, and the EU at 1.13. So we again, there's some pretty good compression that's taken place. Uh, if you were to look out into the non-fat world right now in the skim world, a dollar 13 on the low end and a dollar 21 on the high end we're in a pretty tight range there. You could say we're in harmony in the non-fat world. But again, the surprise there was we were anticipating coming in higher. As we go over to the whole milk powder side of things though, that's where things were a little bit goofy uh, for a a few different reasons. The number one of which is the GDT pulse had forecast that we would come in about 4% lower on whole milk powder for this auction result, as well as the whole milk powder futures were forecasting about the same decline. When in fact, as we noted earlier, whole milk powder came in at 0.0%. So again, anticipation that we were going to be lower on whole milk powder, we come in unchanged. Anticipation that we were going to be higher on skim milk powder, and we come in lower. Up is down, black is white, and cats and dogs. But Uh, It's just kind of a, a, a weird scenario. So I think digging into why that happened is a little bit more confusing. And from my perspective, we tend to look at it to say that whole milk powder is something that China buys. And when the Chinese are present on the GDT, prices go higher. And when they're not present, prices tend to go lower. Skim milk powder seems to be the product of regions like Southeast Asia and you know not so much whole milk powder. So when the Southeast Asians are present, skim milk powder tends to go up. And when they're not present, skim milk powder prices tend to go lower. When we look at this today and say, well, skim milk powder went lower and whole milk powder actually ended up being steady-ish, we would say that Southeast Asia was probably not present and that China was present. And when we dig into the numbers, it doesn't say that at all. In fact, this was a very, very weak showing on the part of the Chinese. But from our records, this shows that this is their lowest participation number on the GDT since 2016. That's a long time ago, <laughs> we've been through. That is a long time. That is a long time. And we've been through so many different cycles in the dairy industry of of boom and bust since 2016. And so to see us not perform you know the the next time we got down there was 2016 really catches you off guard and i think that speaks uh, a little bit to the idea that we've been seeing that a chinese internal milk production has been going up and b chinese internal demand has been going lower so not only is there less demand overall but they've got more milk internally to service the demand that they do have that you know, explains away at least why the Chinese weren't present, but in terms of what made us able to say unchanged on the whole milk powder in their absence, I think we somewhat have to go look at Southeast Asia. They had a a fairly decent performance here. The Middle East was, again, relatively present, and Europe had a a somewhat decent showing. And so we have to look at and say, well, maybe these other regions were there enough to just keep the price supported. When we get over to skim milk powder, though, that one gets a little bit more confusing to me because we tend to look at it again to say if Southeast Asia was here, we would expect skim to go higher. And in fact, as we stated, did not and went lower. A bit confusing there. And I'm just not sure how to explain that one away. What I can say, though, is as we compare it to the U.S. price, again, some pretty good consolidation that's taken place on the non fat skim complex there. But I, I just don't believe that today's result is going to be seen as a positive outcome for the US non fat price. It's a little bit easy for me to say that right now because, as you stated, Cody, it's almost 130 after the auction. That means our spot session is done. We went a quarter lower today to 115 and a half, and most of our futures out here are a penny to a penny and a half lower. Um, I, I tend to look at it though and say, Yeah, that that may have been the initial result, but we probably have a little bit more of a reaction coming for anybody that was looking for the New Zealand price to keep moving higher and to create some space for more exports here in the U.S. I think today's auction kind of took the wind out of those sales and you know it's probably going to make it a little bit tougher for us to catch some exports. And if we do, it's probably going to need to be at a lower price than where we're at right now. And if you look at the past, we've touched
1: on this before, but the past two auctions were lower, this one unchanged, but previously it'd be lower auction, lower auction, pretty substantially higher auction two times in a row. And like you said, this one just seemed to kind of take the wind out of its sails, as you said.
0: You know, and I don't like to dig into it too much, but I think it just does come back to that we've come down so low out here that uh, across every commodity uh, in the dairy space across almost every region of the world. Uh, we've just had such a major retraction in price that I I think there's an element of people saying, well, you know, at a certain point we've got to go higher and, and I don't disagree. And so, and, but you start to get this, this, you know, the future start pointing towards a higher price. And the, like you said, two few auctions ago, we saw some significant increases in price and yet, Nothing seems to have really changed on the fundamental side of the supply-demand function out there. And as a result, after you get out through that, you know, what seems to be a bit of a short covering rally, here we come fading back down again. And again, today, you can't look at 0.0 and say that that was a negative result, but it's certainly, it's not higher. And in this environment, we probably can see markets continue to move lower, especially, and I have to stress this, if the Chinese participation stays as low as it was today, which I'm not saying it will, but if it stays low at this level or even slightly above this, that is just not a good sign for the global demand of dairy. And I think that 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 just kind of backs up the systems all along the international supply chain or demand chain, if you will. And that, that can really mean that we're in here for these lower prices for for a while
1: well with that john we appreciate you coming on and giving us an in-depth look at the gdt auction today i guess we're going to know more here in about two weeks uh, when we get back with you for the next auction Uh, but until then everyone have a fantastic week great weekends and we will see you soon